Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Fitness Disrupted, a production of iHeartRadio. I am Tom Holland, and this is Fitness Disrupted. Why then, tis none to you, for there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. It's not often that I quote Shakespeare on this show, and and for good reason. Um, That was horrible, (laughs) as far as acting goes. Uh, But it goes directly to one of my favorite topics in sports psychology that applies to life in general, and that's the stress response. We're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about why it is a response and what that means and how you can control it. So we're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about anxiety what the difference is between the two and how they're connected. And again, how you can manage it. Uh, so again, the quote from Shakespeare, let me give it again. Let me, let me try to give a better reading. Why then tis none to you for there is nothing either good or bad, but thinking makes it so. And that's used quite often. Again, that's Hamlet uh, act two, scene two. And it's often used. I used that way back when uh, for lectures I did on sports psychology and the stress response. So what they're saying, what what we're saying when we use that quote is the situation is not good or bad, stressful or not. It's what you think about it. Okay. And another quote, one I have on my office wall is from R.S. Lazarus, who was a distinguished scholar, researcher, and professor of psychology, did so much research into uh, psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and his quote is this, emotion is a direct manifestation of a person's appraisal of any given situation. Let me read it one more time. 
Emotion is a direct manifestation of a person's appraisal of any given situation. And let me just tie this back to when I was a personal trainer and I vividly remember one specific client, very stressed, very stressed out. And she told me that. And, you know, I said, you know, <laughs> I was, you know, uh, right in the middle of, of my psychology uh, studies and loving it. And this was what we were studying. And I said, you know, it's a choice. It's a process. And she couldn't have gotten angrier. It wasn't the right thing to say at the time, but we talked about it. All right. So <laughs> emotion, we're going to talk about emotion. We're going to talk about control. We're going to talk about stress and anxiety. So important, not just for sports performance, but for everyday life, more important for everyday life. But if you're an athlete, if you're someone who wants to compete at higher levels or at any level, it's really important and you can control it. And that is like so many other things in fitness. You go, you want to hear the opposite. You want to go, no, I'm stressed because it's, it's, it's a stressful thing. Don't tell me I'm, it's my choice. We don't want choice. We want to know that we can't lose weight because of our genetics, that we can't put on muscle because of our genetics. We want to be told that we don't have control. And I've said this before, and I opened my entire new book, The Micro Workout Plan, by saying, if you don't believe you have control, then you can stop reading right now. But if you continue to read, I'm going to tell you why and how you do and give you the research and studies for that. And that's what Fitness Disrupted is about as well. All right. So we're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about anxiety. And then we're going to talk about the stress process. And when you realize, when you learn that it's a pretty simple process and that it's controllable, then that can radically change your life. It's changed mine. And I'll, I'll get into how... You know, for me, a huge part of this was my racing and traveling. So I traveled the world. I went to really, you know, uncomfortable places, China, South Korea, Malaysia, places I didn't speak the language, you know, and I was going there to do a challenging race and things went horribly wrong all the time. It wasn't a matter of if, but when, and I'll give you just one example out of dozens and dozens, but it helped me to become the person, the self-efficacy advocate and we'll talk about that as well. And, and just, it, it takes a lot, takes a lot to get me, to get a rise out of me because I can control that stress. So quick break. When we come back, we're going to get into it. I love this. I think you will too. I know you will. So we're going to talk about stress. We're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about how you can use simple tools to get through the toughest of times. All right, we'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase, every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City Branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. So, we're back. I'm not going to quote Hamlet or Shakespeare again. You're very lucky. That's a pretty good reading, I thought. So stress and anxiety, let's get right into it. What's the difference? Is there a difference? So stress, generally stress is a response to an external cause, right? Something is is getting you annoyed. Traffic, you know, a person, uh, work, uh, friend, family, stress, but it's an external. It's something outside of you in the environment that is provoking you, causing you to react in a certain way. Right? Anxiety, on the other hand, that's your specific reaction to that stress. So that's internal. And we need to make that differentiation. So stress comes from that external cause, and anxiety is basically an internal reaction to that. And I'm going to read you one definition anxiety is typically characterized by a persistent feeling of apprehension or dread in situations that are not actually threatening. So again, that you can't, that's really difficult to tell someone who is experiencing that anxiety. And let me give you two more definitions because it, it clarifies and goes to what we're going to talk about. Another definition is a painful or apprehensive uneasiness of mind, usually over an impending or, and here you go, we're going to pull out the words that really matter, or an anticipated ill. So you're worrying about something that might happen. All right. And then finally, The definition, an abnormal and overwhelming sense of apprehension and fear often marked by physiological signs such as sweating, tension, and increased pulse. By doubt concerning the reality and nature of the threat, and here's the most important part for me, and by self-doubt about one's capacity to cope with it. So we're talking about coping mechanisms. So important. All right? So important. I'm going to jump around here. I'm going to jump ahead a little bit. We're talking about coping. So there's essentially, you can actually break these out even further, but for simplicity purposes, which is what this show is about, there are two coping styles, basically. You can throw in three, you know, active, passive, and avoidance, but let's just break it down to two for simplicity purposes. So there is the approach to a stressful situation. You approach it. You take it on head on, right? 
your ex-girlfriend or boyfriend, husband or wife is calling, you don't avoid it. You answer the phone. Avoidance, there you go. You, you avoid it. It's not happening. You repress the stressful situation. You just avoid it. Okay? I come from an Irish Catholic family. We are the best at avoidance. We are PhD level in avoidance. And here's the thing. You actually want to develop both? You know, that doesn't make sense. Why would you avoid? Some? Well, there, when you can't control something, you, you, there's, there's no reason to worry about it, right? So there's a time to approach the situation and there's a time to say, I, I don't have control and to compartmentalize it, to, to just take it off your radar. And elite athletes develop both. You know, uh, weather, you know, if I'm getting in a race, uh, starting a race and the weather's horrible or the forecast before, and, and so often like people are looking at the weather and I get it. You have to know how to dress if it's a race, an Ironman, Amer- whatever. But the stressing about it, you go, you can't control it. So that's a time to avoid it. Put it out of your mind. And you approach it. You go, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to wear? Am I going to change? So that's the difference. And primarily people take one or, or the other approach. They either avoid it or they approach it. The other type of coping style. They're one or the other. And again, you want to develop both. And so that comes down to identifying what you can control and what you can't, all right? And that's how stress is a process. I'm going back to a PowerPoint that I used years ago, and I love it. I've I've used it many times. But the stress is a process, and it's a flow chart. Four simple boxes for you. First box is stimulus, right? There's an environmental or competitive situation, right? There's a stress, a potential stressor, potential, all right? And that goes to the second box, which is your appraisal of the situation. And you first you go, it's a primary appraisal. Do I have a personal stake in it? Do I care? If you don't care, who cares? It's over. So it doesn't matter to you. The secondary is, do I, okay, I care. I, I'm invested in this. You know, a work thing, a friend thing. If you go, I don't really care. You walk away, it's, it's done. But if you have a vested interest in the outcome, what is being, you know, what's going on, Well, then you go to your perceived coping resources. So your brain says, you say to yourself, do I have the necessary resources to cope with this? Have I been in this situation before? Have I been successful? If the answer is yes, there's no stress. You've been in the situation, you know what you're doing, and or you have the necessary coping mechanisms. You can deal with it. And when it becomes stressful is when you don't perceive it that way. When you have distress or state anxiety response because there's an imbalance. You say, I don't have the, the skills, the, the strategy, the coping mechanisms necessary to get through this. All right? And that's, you know, the approach and avoidance. So you can avoid it or you can approach it. But it's a choice. It's a choice. And what I'll get to is that self-efficacy part This is why as parents, I have two boys, we want to let our children, I hate the term fail, but be challenged. There is no failure. There's just lessons learned. But we build our self-efficacy. What is self-efficacy? One of my favorite terms when it comes to to everything I do. And that's what I'm here to do is help you build your self-efficacy. It is confidence in your ability to exert control over your own motivation behavior, and your social environment. 
And when that's taken away from you or you don't think you have the resources necessary in potentially stressful situations, then you're in trouble. But self-efficacy comes from that situational confidence comes from small victories. And that's why I often talk about when it comes to diets and things like that. They drive me crazy, not because, you know, I've said before, people who I know, they'll say, oh, you're just jealous of them. No, they are, they are depleting you of self-efficacy because you do it, you're successful short-term, and then you think you failed. And you don't think you can be successful at maintaining a healthy weight, getting to a healthy weight, eating healthy. So self-efficacy is built, and that's why I say there are no small steps. It is built through those successes. And then you go bigger and you go bigger and you go bigger. And yes, I'm going to bore you or not because they're actually <laughs> good stories. I'm going to talk about Ironman China. But my racing and traveling and the connection with all of that helped me personally build self-efficacy. And I pushed that off on clients as well. They didn't have to race and do things like that. But it's getting outside your comfort zone to build self-efficacy, to get those coping strategies so that when you're in a stressful situation, when you've been in some really crazy ones, you go, this isn't that bad. This isn't that bad. And I actually go through life, this is my mental picture, as if I am wearing a heart rate monitor around my chest. And if someone cuts me off in traffic, I lose if they raise my heart rate. So you give me the finger, I'm waving back at you. And generally, what's their response? That makes people more nuts. But that's it. It's a choice. I can choose to be angry or I can choose, and I'm going to give you to take a deep breath, and that's going to be one of the simple yet crazily effective solutions, uh, and not react that way. My reaction is my choice. So we're talking about stress. We're talking about anxiety. And let me just go back to, uh, Professor Lazarus, Richard Lazarus, just amazing. And I loved reading about him. And, and so much of, of what I do is based on his teachings. All right. And I'm just going to read from his bio because so important to, again, cognitive behavioral therapy, changing the way we act and getting that self-efficacy. So Professor Lazarus emphasized that the way people cope with stress is crucial in their physical, social, and psychological well-being. A basic premise of his was that stress and coping are reciprocals of each other. What does that mean? When coping is effective, stress is usually controlled. When coping is ineffective, stress mounts and can get out of control, leading to everything we know. Physiological disturbance, subjective distress, subjective distress, by the way, and impaired social functioning. So let's go back to stress one final time and break it down. I really love and, and studying evolution, right? One of the first guests, actually the first interview I did on this show was with one of my favorite professors of all time, Dr. Daniel Lieberman, born to run, barefoot running, Harvard, one of the smartest in the business. And that's where you go to, uh, you know, uh, just for the, for the, the smartest and, and to get that information that, that just, uh, you know, looks at evolution. And how we evolved and what that means to who we are today. So you say, what the heck does that have to do with stress? Well, it's really simple. And it's really kind of crazy when you think about it in that it goes down to our flight or uh, flight, fight or flight response. Okay. Okay. I see. I get worked up when I love these topics. Uh, I got to slow down. I get ahead of myself. That's how into it I am. 
your fight or flight response, right? It evolved as a survival mechanism, okay? It enables us to get out of the way when the tiger is chasing us. And that was, you know, evolved over thousands and thousands and thousands of years. So our fight or flight response, that's what I want to talk about here, evolution. Take a quick break and we'll be right back. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful Beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. All right, let's go back to stress one final time. And this goes to evolution. And this goes to looking back. And that's part of what I always do is look back at evolution and the people who have studied it. That's why I had Dr. Daniel Lieberman on the show. You know, the barefoot running guru, Harvard professor, just knows his stuff in evolutionary biology and studying what we've done over, you know, how many years of evolution. And so when it comes to stress, we evolved. The body is incredible. The fight or flight response, it is one of the most incredible survival mechanisms if you actually study it. And you think of within less than a second, your body 
will evoke that response, hormonal changes, physiological changes, responses to help you survive. And how does it happen today? Well, if a car or a train's speeding at you, you don't even have time to think and you jump out of the way. So your brain actually reacts before it even processes it. The, you can think about it. It just reacts. And that's how we evolved. But here's the downside. There, there, there's no more tigers. We don't have to worry about those things. But we still have that response. And you can see probably where I'm going here. And you probably have those friends. And you may be one of these people yourself who, you know, sits at a desk all day long, has a, here we go, stressful job. <laughs> but it's a choice. And the same reactions your body would have to that tiger, it is having when you react in that way. And the body is overreacting to stressors that are not life-threatening. We're talking traffic again. We're talking work. We're talking family, friends, social media, whatever it is. You're having those same hormonal type responses and they're not good. And over time, they can actually kill you. You know, high blood pressure. There's significant long-term effects from chronic stress. And it impacts your physical and psychological health. You know, again, that high blood pressure, artery clogging issues, deposits. It's going gonna, it's gonna to do things that are really bad to your arteries. Don't want to get deep into that, but we know. And it's going to change your brain in negative ways. Anxiety, depression, things like that. So my point is just stress and the way we evolved is not to react the way we do in today's current situation. And it's yet another reason, by the way, that we need to exercise to help alleviate that, to use that, here we go, as a coping strategy to stress. Not alcohol, not overeating. What is your coping strategy? And I'm going to kind of start to wrap it up with this, is you're going to get out of your comfort zone because stress is your perception of various situations and stress is a response to your belief in your ability to deal with it. So we all know people that overreact to begin with. And that you just need to control. You go, to, this doesn't really matter. Do I have a vested interest in this, right? Back to when I was going through the stress response. Do I really care? Well, there's so many times you just go, this doesn't matter. And you just let it go. Hard to do for many people, but that's a trainable cognitive behavioral response or, or way to respond. So we need to get out of our comfort zones. We need to build our self-efficacy. We need to realize that we do have control and that is empowering, not the, the opposite. The reaction my client had, again, it wasn't the time or place to tell that client, try to have this discussion, but it's a process. And let me just go quickly. One of my, you know, many experiences traveling. When I traveled for Ironman, people always go, did your wife go? First of all, we were dating, you know, for many years while I was doing my, you know, first uh, races all around the world. And then she was busy working. So I usually was by myself in places like China, South Korea, uh, Malaysia, South Africa, Brazil. And I'm carrying a bike and I'm getting ready to do a, you know, an Ironman triathlon generally. There are other marathons and ultras as well. But let's just use Ironman because there's more things that can go wrong. You got a bike. And you got all these issues. So I'm going to China a couple of years back. And as I said earlier, it's not a matter of if, but when things are going to go wrong. 
So I get, I think I have two flights. You know, I book my, my trip. I have two flights. I get to, you know, off the second flight, I go to baggage claim, no bags. And I'm thinking, where are they? I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I finally go over to someone. It looks like the lost baggage. And in broken English, they say to me, do you have someone with you who speaks Chinese? And I looked around like, no, <laughs> I don't generally travel with, you know, an interpreter. Uh, and then someone came running up, crazy story, and found me from the airline and said, you have another flight. So I was not told that there was actually yet another flight. There's a third short flight that I needed to take to this tiny island, Hainan Island, uh, where the race was being held. So that's how I started. Then I get to the airport. I've got one debit credit card. I put it in the machine to, to take some money out, and the machine eats my card. So now, again, don't speak Chinese. I'm in a place where they don't speak a lot of English, and I have the one way I have to get money is now taken. So I dealt with that. I found someone. They opened the machine. Took a while. So I dealt with that. Then I get to the hotel, and now you're going to say you're, you're crazy, but yes, to some degree I am. Beautiful hotel right on the water, island, Heinen Island, hot tubs. I get in the hot tub. I get out of the hot tub. I break out in red spots. And you go, if we, why'd you get in the hot tub in China? Well, I did. And I went up to, there was an American doctor I had just met, affiliated with the race. I went up to him, typical doctor fashion, like so many of my friends who are doctors. He goes, ah, oh, it's nothing. I go, what? It's nothing? <laughs> it's not, it's something. I look, you know, like, uh, you know, just covered in red spots. But he said it was nothing. Uh, so I dealt with it. Then anyone who's raced knows that your nutrition in a race, especially like this, is super important. And what I found that it was easier to ship it to the hotel ahead of time. This is a couple of years back. So I would ship it by the time, you know, get to the hotel, cost like $20, depending on where you go. It just made it so much easier. And specific gels and, and bottles, they used to have these carbo drinks. I would ship those. So big box. Uh, well, it got confiscated. And I waited and waited. And I kept trying to get it up until race day, couldn't get it. So now I have to scramble. And I can't find the race nutrition. So now what I need to race to fuel me during the race and actually pre-carb up, uh, those uh, were also in that package. I don't have anything. So I got to scramble. I got to borrow stuff, use things that I've never used before in a race. Not good. Uh, then during the swim, cut to the chase here because there's, I swam face first into two enormous red jellyfish, like bigger than my head, stung my face, stung my tongue. My mouth was open, taking a breath underwater. Boom, one red jellyfish. You know, I, I often say I learned you can swim and cry at the same time underwater. And then a couple hundred yards later, boom, did it again. All right. Then the race, I get out of the water. Fine, I'm dealing. Uh, race was brutally hot, like brutally. Now we knew that, can't control that. That's an avoidance. You go, okay, I'm going to deal. And finally, let me finish with this. At the halfway point, saw a friend who's a pro triathlete. I'm feeling, you know, I'm slowing down a little bit. He got me going, cheered me on. I finished the final 13 miles much faster than I did the first. But my point in saying all of this is I saw I, all the things that went wrong, and that's just life. You know, there's things we can control, things we can't. I should have known there were three flights. I don't know how I missed that. That's my fault. All right? Getting in the hot, again, kind of my fault. But things happen. But my point, again, is now swimming, and I've done swims all over the world at bike. So the challenges of the races and the way it, it works its way over to my life and just dealing with, I go, this isn't a big deal. And so you learn to put things in perspective. 
and that stress is truly a response. And I know that makes people uncomfortable, especially at a time when, when I'm you know, recording this show right now. Life is pretty darn crazy, but we control what we can and we let the other stuff go. I say this all the time. And it's the greatest gift that I learned from doing these events. It's not a matter of if, but when things are going to go wrong. And you go, do I have the ability to cope with it? Well, I've been in so many crazy situations. Sure. You just keep moving forward. You can feel bad for yourself. You can quit. Or you can keep moving forward. And that's a choice. Stress is a choice. Anxiety is a result of that choice to, to choose the stress. And I'm going to stress one final time, pun intended, that this is why when people talk about getting outside your comfort zone, it is so vitally important. You don't have to go way outside and you don't have to do it all at once, but there is such power in learning what you can cope with and getting those tools, having those tools to do so. And it doesn't mean, you know, the final takeaway doesn't mean it's the exact same situation. I'm not going to swim face first into a red jellyfish again, probably anytime soon. I hope not because it really didn't feel good. But you put all the other things into perspective and you go, did I get through these things before? Sure. And was I okay at the end? Yeah. Did I actually pick it up at the end? That's the amazing thing. It's a whole nother show. But not only can you get through those things, you can come out on the other side and, and actually pick it up, be stronger in the moment. That's crazy. And so I'll leave you again and you, you listen to my show on self-talk. Oh, wait, hold on one second. What do we do short-term? Almost forgot. What do we do short-term? How do you do this right now? What's the takeaway? Your breath control. I did a short show on square breathing. And it's going to sound so insignificant. And it is so crucial. And on the show for breath control, listen to that podcast, super short. But controlling your breath, doing things like square breathing in the moment, instantaneous reduction in stress, in the physiological response, that fight or flight response that our bodies have been programmed to do. When you focus on your breathing, you control it because you don't realize you people who are super stressed all the time, you're, you're taking shallow breaths. You're never getting those deep breaths. And that's part of the horrible physiological and mental complications that come from it. So breath control, square breathing, listen to that podcast. I think it's like 10 minutes long, super important. And that's what you can do right in the moment. And then I did another, one of my favorite topics, self-talk podcast on that. You focus on your internal monologue and you generally are going to use, you know, something calming and use a mantra or something, you know, here you go. Any Seinfeld people out there? Serenity now. <laughs> I don't use serenity now, but I have words and things that I use. You know, bad news bears, it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. It sounds so stupid and it's so powerful. As I said that out loud, felt a little more relaxed. All right, so your self-talk, what you have in your head. So you get cut off in traffic, you hold your breath, and then you start thinking that blankety blank, 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 blank. What do you think happens? Heart rate spikes. You know, bad things are happening chemically in your body and hormonally. And it, it just doesn't matter. And then finally, visualization techniques. 
You know, you can start picturing, you know, you got the mental, the, the self-talk in your head, that monologue, and then visualizing. And I do that before races, during races. Got to be careful. You got to be paying attention to what you're doing. But controlling your breathing, focusing on it, the thoughts you have in your head, literally the monologue you are thinking, and then using visualization techniques, something that makes you happy. Focusing on your child's, you know, face. I use all of these tools, uh, not only during races, but during tough times um, outside of races. All right. And then so long term. So those are short term things that work right away. Those three things. Incredibly. The people you meet, you go, how is that person never stressed? And I get that frequently because I'm using those three things. You know, there are no secrets, quote unquote. Uh, It's just a matter of learning to apply them. And then long term. Finally, those two things, the first thing that I just brought up, building self-efficacy, get outside your comfort zone. And listen, us parents, we're not only benefiting ourselves from doing that, but we're showing our children that they can do it. And we're showing them good role models that, hey, mom and dad are going outside their comfort zone and look how they respond to the stressful situation because our kids are watching everything we do, good and bad. And then finally, when it comes to breathing and the meditation and the visualization, this is where you take something like yoga or get into meditation or do Tai Chi. The mind-body connection is ridiculously important. And I know many people, you know, brush it off and you start with the breathing control. You start with controlling your self-talk. You start with the visualization and you find something, hopefully, and you don't have to do it frequently. I mean, you can do it as frequently as you want. But again, back to my podcast on five components of fitness, I want you to do strength, I want you to do cardio, I want you to focus on what you eat, your body composition that goes along with that, flexibility, and then that mind-body connection, because it's essential. If you're stressed all the time, and we know these people, it doesn't matter how much cardio and strength work you do, if you're chronically stressed, the effect that has on the body is incredible because of that stress response that we built up since the beginning of time that don't benefit us today in the same way they did back then. All right. I love this topic. And again, it is one of those things that when you take those, those little tips that are, that seem small is one of my favorite things is, is no one, you know, what, what does it go to uh, Shawshank redemption to, you know, no one can take away what the thoughts you have in your head. That's your control. That's why I end the show. Let's do it right now. Let's wrap it all up. There are three things we can control. How much we move, that's up to us. What we put into our mouths, that's up to us. And our what? If you listen to the podcast before, our attitudes. And that goes to coping and stress. And that's why I end every show with those three things. Because they're so important to our overall health and happiness and all three are in our control. Thank you for listening to the show. Hope you enjoyed it. One of my favorite topics uh, can truly change your life when you make these small changes over time and get outside your comfort zone. All right. Uh, if you have rated the show already, thank you. If you have not, take one or two seconds. I would love for you to do that. And thank you ahead of time. Uh, if you want to leave a comment or question and you can where you listen, that would be great. Uh, hashtag fitness disrupted whenever you use social media and hopefully I catch it. Uh, my social media is Tom H fit for both Twitter and Instagram. And you can go right to fitnessdisrupted.com and email me through the site. 
Thank you so much for listening. I truly, again, I get in, you can hear it. I get into these topics. I love it. And I love, you know, talking about my experiences. I love going into the research. This was one that was more just keeping it simple as, as I always do, but I want you to be able to listen to the show, get inspired, get motivated, and then have those takeaways that you can do right away. So if you're driving and someone cuts you off and they give you the finger while you're listening to the show, wave at them, give them a big smile. All right. I am Tom Holland. This is Fitness Disrupted. Believe in yourself. Fitness Disrupted is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. When you're an American Express Platinum card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that. And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Turns out, a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today.